Welcome back to Disney Dependent. I'm Sarah Chilcott. And I'm a sore throat for no reason at all. Yeah! Me! <laughs> Me too. Wait, you really do? Yeah, just slightly. Mine's more than slightly. I've had a sore throat now for about a week. And mostly, as of now, this is not the case, but for about five days, I've had, when I swallow, just the right side of my throat hurts. My left side. Really? Yeah. Well, and now it's like scratchy and kind of just hurts generally. I even had, I don't have strep, nothing like that. No. And I don't have any other symptoms, really. I'm all stuffy, like huh. in the last 24 hours. Josh said, it's those autumn allergies. And I was like, is that even a thing? <laughs> That's what someone said to me too. Leaf I'm, mold. I'm not allergic to that. Hmm. I, I got my full allergy testing and the only thing I'm allergic to is grass, which I call bullshit on. I know for a fact that I'm allergic to that white pollen puffball stuff that floats through I the air I in the spring. Too. Yeah, see, that's when I usually have When I see allergies. it through the window, my eyes start to itch. Yep. I'm like, oh no, it's coming. Anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. I had it checked out. Seems like it's all fine. There, there's a lot going around right now, I can tell you that. So many people I know have been sick for like a while. Bummer. Trying to get on a phone with someone for two weeks and he had a cold for two weeks he and couldn't get on the phone yeah huh he's like real real sick <laughs> maybe he's avoiding you <laughs> yeah. well this it wouldn't sound it like would track for the, the, <laughs> the nature of the phone call we had today it's like we can't give you as much money as you wanted <laughs> he's like maybe if i just keep being <laughs> sick yeah. he'll go away <laughs> no i don't get that from him but that is an interesting strategy i suppose yeah well, how are you guys doing? How are we all feeling? Other than our throats. Real good. Yeah, life is good, man. Yeah. I, I'm loving the spooky season. For you guys listening, Ashley, when does this come out? Well past This comes out November 6th, so. Okay, well then in that case, we hope you had a wonderful Halloween. Hopefully you ate some candy, but you were responsible about it, and you didn't eat an entire pillowcase of candy like I usually do. I plan <laughs> to eat some, some, but I haven't had a single piece of Halloween candy yet. Including candy corn, which is... Not good? I love candy I corn. I know you do, and you're, yeah. that's an objectively wrong opinion to have. I understand your opinion. It's wrong, but I love it. Ugh. I have made myself oh. sick on it so many times, and I haven't had a single piece of it this year. Was it you, Ash, that was saying candy corn seems like something... Like, they made a product for something, and then, and then someone put it in their mouth, and like, I mean... We could start selling it this way. It should be a decoration yeah. only. Yeah. But uh, or it's like an earplug or something. <laughs> yeah. It does look like a silicone earplug. Yeah. Like, you know, this kind of tastes good. I could use those when I swim. Yeah. I just love that the package says real honey. I'm like Maybe real honey. What? <laughs> you have to point that out. That's concerning. Well, we went to a Halloween party on Saturday, so a couple days ago, and we did the it's video dance attack which is a thing here in Portland, mm -hmm. 80s video dance attack, and uh, ran by an old friend of ours that we used to work with, at the Crystal, or I used to work with, the Crystal Ballroom. Um, but it was great, because we hadn't seen her. We hadn't been to 80s in a long time, and it was ho it's hosted at Revolution Hall now. Oh, it's really? It's a really cool building. Oh, if, if you've it's there. not at Crystal Ballroom anymore? Nope. Ah. No. Well, I'm glad I didn't get off work early and just show up at the wrong place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was planning like, to. what the hell? <laughs> It was really fun though to to get out. I'm like, I don't go out anymore. The only the only reason I ever go out is for shows and mm -hmm. music industry stuff. 
but um which I suppose I probably grow out more than most people my age because of that. Absolutely I, more I, than me. Yeah, but I don't go out to like party and. And he's, yeah. he's not in the crowd either. He's like behind. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, he's I being refuse pampered to like go. a little poodle. Right. No, I don't understand general <laughs> admission anymore. I can't. I can't do it. I'm too spoiled. But anyway, it was really fun. It was really silly times, and Ashley was a, a full-on skeleton from head to toe. Excellent. Yep. I wimped out and just put on my skeleton hoodie. At least you came. Which I've That's had right. since I was like 19 or 20, something like that. I love that hoodie. <laughs> One time a year I wear it. Uh-huh. I'll wear it tomorrow night when we all get together. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it. That's all I have. Cool. Yeah. I hear yeah. something. <laughs> oh, this just in. It's 57 and sunny at not Disneyland. And it's 76 degrees and sunny at Disneyland. It's goddamn perfect out there. It really is. Yeah, it's really it's nice. It's crisp and sunny oh, and ah. beautiful. And the leaves are all just On gorgeous. Fire. I, On I'm fire. jealous for people who aren't in the Northwest this time of year. It's so lovely. It is so brief. It's so brief and it gets so bad. <laughs> and I instantly just flip some jealous of everyone else. As soon as everything is off the trees yeah. and it starts raining. Like, can we go to California again or Florida? Yeah. <laughs> just staring at a tree, trying to remember what it'll look like in like mm, four, oh, four weeks. Yeah. Probably less. less. <laughs> Two, three weeks, maybe. A little dreary. All right. Well, that's it. James. What do you want from me? I know how much you love Thanksgiving. So I'd like to invite you to a very special Thanksgiving next year. We're going to do this one early. Let's say early October on a Monday. I'm already getting past. Now, once you land at the airport, because you're going to have to travel for this one, it's not here. The house is just a, it's just about 10 kilometers down the road. Not very far. We have all the food ready and lots of wine, but... If you've got a spare loony or a toonie in your ah. pocket, you might want to stop by the Sobies on the way and pick ah. up a, a liter or two of cola. Getting pissed. <laughs> Getting pissed. Oh, my God. At this point, I think you're getting pretty upset about this Thanksgiving dinner. Don't worry. All of your favorites are there. There's oh, yeah? a roasted turkey, mashed potatoes and gravy, cranberry sauce, sweet potatoes, salmon. Okay. All the usual wild okay. game what? options will be there. What? We got bison, wild boar, and elk. Okay. They're all there. Don't worry. And I can see the question forming in your mind. Will there be the classic Jigs dinner? <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. The Jigs Dinner, that one-pot meal of boiled salt beef, boiled cabbage, and vegetables, and peas pudding, a savory pudding made of boiled legumes. The Jigs Up! Of course we'll have that. Okay. It's Thanksgiving. Where? Did you not guess? Now now slow down. (laughs) I can see you're getting pretty mad. And I think I know why. You're thinking, what about the classic Thanksgiving football game? Mm Mm-hmm. We got you covered, bro! You better believe we'll be tuning into the Thanksgiving Day Classic, the annual Canadian Football League doubleheader. This year, it was the Ottawa Red Blacks against the Montreal Alouettes. (laughs) Want to guess who won? It was the Alouettes. (laughs) (laughs) And I know you'll be missing out on the Thanksgiving Macy's Parade, but we have something just as good. We have the Kitchener-Waterloo-Oktoberfest Thanksgiving Day Parade. 
It's basically the same thing, just way smaller and German themed. <laughs> you don't say. Now, what do you think about all that? <laughs> I think I need, I'm just staring at the American flag. Right now. <laughs> I'm just staring at it, just letting it seep into my soul. <laughs> I'm pissed. I'm so mad that you're doing this to me. I know. We're so I close. I want to go. <laughs> do they have pie? They do. Good. And in addition to pumpkin pie, but it's a Canadian flavored pumpkin pie. It's spicier. It's a little different. Oh, yeah. Just not quite as good. Not quite what you want. Right. They have these um, (laughs) things. They're like these like little like chocolate bars that sound delicious. Sorry. I just really wanted one of those. I'm in. Yeah. Of course, we're talking about Canadian Thanksgiving, or as many Canadians call it, Jeu de l'Action de Grâce. (laughs) It's in fucking French. Those goddamn communists. How do we even allow this? What? Why? All this money spent on the Ukrainian war and are we supporting Israel? Here he goes. We need to just spend a fraction of that budget and take Canada over by now. It could be a ski resort. It could be fucking anything. Why do we allow this to continue on? James always is thinking about Can- uh, Canada as like a Lebensraum for the American. <laughs> like, oh, just go there for, you know, some yeah. moose hunting or he, yeah. whatever. He just pictures Canada like this just vast open space. Is it not? There's no people there. There's like two cities. Yeah, right. (laughs) I just, I don't know how I'm supposed to take this all seriously. It's sort of America, but not. (laughs) What are we doing? What are we doing? What is this? So what exactly are they celebrating? It's a good question, Sarah. Let's get into it. Not freedom. What are they thankful for? You know what I mean? Man, I know you so well because my script reads now. Now, before you get all pissy thinking about those maple syrup drinking commies and how they (laughs) stole Thanksgiving from us, I might point out that historians can trace the origins of Canadian Thanksgiving back to 1578, over 40 years prior to the Pilgrims landing at Plymouth Rock. Boom, James, take that. Like I'm Canadian and I'm defending it. That matters to me at all. We just take things anyway and we just make them better. Like Walt Disney. Like Walt Disney. That's right. (laughs) Like French fries. (laughs) That's not a thing. (laughs) Let's put on our history hats and travel back in time to 1578 when Sir Martin Frobisher sailed from England to the Canadian Territory in search of the Northwest Passage. (laughs) That was us traveling back in time. And ended in Canada for some (laughs) stupid reason. It's like you almost did it. You almost did it, man. You almost landed in the land of the free, home of the brave. You fucked up. You went up to the commie north. You idiot. So this was Frobisher's third voyage to the Frobisher Bay area of Baffin Island in the present Canadian territory of Nunavut. Probably pronouncing that wrong. Set out with the intention of starting a small settlement there. His fleet of 15 ships was outfitted with men, building materials, and all of the necessary provisions. But tragedy struck when one of his ships pulled the Titanic. They hit some ice and sank, and to make matters worse, this ship contained much of the building materials that they would need to make this settlement. 
Furthermore, the expedition was plagued by ice and freak storms, which at times scattered the fleet to the winds. So whereabout is this in Canada? Not that it matters to me, but just give me a, an area. <laughs> just think about where Plymouth Rock is and go up a lot. Yeah, okay. So I'll, definitely on the coast and north. I mean, I'm just making that up. Well, they didn't say. land in the middle of the country. That is true. They definitely didn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> they don't have that technology no. yet. So well, like Newfoundland, is that a thing? Nun I just Googled Nunavut and it's this entire area. <laughs> so, so it's I mean, big. You know? Yeah. Okay. Like why? Is I feel like James pictures Canada looking like it did that day when they yes. landed. It's just like people coming over on ships and those are still the people that are there. Yeah. <sighs> Look, I'm sure there's a good couple of coffee shops that are fine. And where Here, here's Frobisher Bay. Okay. Ooh, that's that's really up there. Wow, that's really not anywhere that you'd want to be. Super duper cold. That seems like a big whoopsie. Yeah. Yeah, a lot James. Of fucking moose and whatever. <laughs> I don't even know. Snow. Polar bears. More snow. Tigers. Yeah. Giraffes. Russians. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so when the survivors arrived at their destination, because there were a bunch of survivors, their minister, quote, made unto them a godly sermon, exhorting them especially to be thankful to God for their strange and miraculous deliverance to those so dangerous places. And lo, they celebrated heartily with tinned beef and mushy peas. Yay! Mm. Tinned beef, you say? Mm-hmm. And mushy peas, the first Thanksgiving. I actually do like mushy peas. I don't think you would have liked these, though. No, I don't think I would have. Or the tinned beef. Yeah. <laughs> well, much of our jealous ownership over the concept of Thanksgiving comes from the belief that it grew organically out of a specific historical event that took place on American soil. The story of Plymouth Rock and the great feast with the Wampanoag people is taught early and often in our education system. James is looking at me like he's going to fucking no, I'm just, just punch me. I'm just listening. Okay. Trying to stay open-minded. <laughs> but this type of celebratory feast after an arrival from certain death is not unique to Frobisher nor the Pilgrims. Numerous other expeditions from Spain, France, and England oftentimes enjoyed such feasts along their, alongside the First Nations and Native American neighbors. Hmm. And these traditions tend to make an annual comeback. It's just something that we humans do. So, the Canadian Thanksgiving feasts were held with some regularity thereafter, occurring anywhere from late September to early to mid-November, depending on location. But then something changed. During and after the American Revolution, British loyalists in America sought to escape their traitorous American revolutionary neighbors by moving north to the Canadian provinces. Uh -oh. See what I'm saying? Ah, uh, you just validated all of his beliefs. I know. See what I'm saying? And with them came their Thanksgiving customs and practices, such as the turkey, pumpkin, and squash. So they so they, they did steal Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay. I, he's like, no. Need, he's need like, I yeah, hear more? I no. know. This all adds up. <laughs> all I'm hearing is traitors, loyalists to the crown. When you're in the new world in a a new country formed on equality and freedom, and oh they yeah, go, no, that's <laughs> totally. not for me. 
and they <laughs> rob. There are no hiccups along the way, sir. None. No, no speed bumps. Uh-uh. We have been perfect from the get-go. We've also, any speed bumps, we've completely flattened. Yeah. And we got it right from the beginning. We have no issues now they as a country. Ch- Let me finish. They <laughs> chose the crown and went up north to where it's colder and dumber. Bringing our Thanksgiving bringing with them. our traditions. How dare they? I mean, what are we doing? So it might never have franchised out and come to take on such cultural significance if it weren't for Sarah Josepha Hale, editor of Godie's Ladies Book, a.k.a. the Relentless Editress. See last year's Thanksgiving episode about that. I remember that name. That's right. As a reminder, Godie's Ladies Book was a women's magazine that promoted abolition, white wedding dresses, Christmas trees, a focus on the family, domestic science, and notably called for the elevation of Thanksgiving to a national holiday with a set universal date so that the entire nation could pray and celebrate together. Nation. Our nation. This is us. Oh, (laughs) okay. Yeah. All right. Now it's okay. (laughs) We're good. We're good. And continuing with last year's history lesson, this was towards the end of the Civil War when she called for the... um, That's right. ...the elevation to a national holiday. Um, so President Lincoln was swayed by Hale's arguments and declared the National Day of Thanksgiving in the hopes that it would help heal the nation's emotional wounds and unite the country. The whole Plymouth Rock backstory was added back into the holiday mythos decades later. Right. But back to Canada. Canada was not totally immune to the division of country crisis that America was facing in the South, though they were not quite at an all-out war. Canada First was a nationalist movement founded in 1868 in Ottawa that sought to promote a sense of national purpose and identity and to lay the foundation for a Canadian nationality. A Canadian nation of white British Protestant immigrants. This identity was thereby also anti-Catholic, anti-France, anti-Indigenous by its very nature, but that's a whole other can of worms and James is already pissed enough. Mm. (laughs) Lots of turmoil, rebellion, yada, yada, yada. Humans are the same everywhere, so after their time of civil unrest and struggle for a national identity, Canada too sought a standardized day of Thanksgiving to unite, dine, and pray as one. And the prayer aspect was very important in those early years. And James, you're going to love this. I don't think I am. You are. Oh, okay. (laughs) Thanksgiving sermons often focus on Canada's moral superiority to the United States, since religious leaders widely bragged that Canada never had slavery. It did. (laughs) Every nation has. They argued that Canada was the real chosen land. The U.S., after all, had recently been punished for its slaveholding past with a devastating civil war, which Canada had managed to skirt. And... Just to rag on Canada a little bit, with all of this nationalist moral superiority business came the beginning of institutionalized cultural genocide for the indigenous peoples of the great white north. Yeah, Yeah, it did. Real bad. (laughs) One Thanksgiving sermon in 1885 spoke on the importance of spreading Christianity to the indigenous, where the reverend thanked God for the victories in recent rebellions up north, but argued that the work of, quote, reconstructing society would involve treating the Indians, his words, as recognized settlers rather than people that had lived there long before you. (laughs) The country's future 
peace and prosperity relied on a national resolve to, quote, Christianize and civilize the Indian. They were just doing them a favor, really. Sure. God, so disgusting. And let me say, if you know anything about the Canadian Indian residential school system, you are as upset as I am right now. Yeah. But back to the feast. (laughs) Back to what matters. Back to the goose. (laughs) (laughs) The date shifted until it was decided around the turn of the 19th century that outdoor sports should be part of the festivities. And November was just really too cold in Canada. So October it is. July's too cold in Canada. Let's keep it early October then. (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, Whenever people say that hockey is their like national pastime, all I ever think is, well, obviously, because... Because there's ice everywhere. Did you see that there's... one player that just died? Yeah, uh, I did. got his throat cut by a, a Oh, is that how he fucking died? What? Yeah. Oh, my God. I haven't heard escaped? about this. Yeah, on accident. Oh, my God. Oh, that's awful. Rest Freak in peace, accident. buddy. Dude, and actually, in all seriousness, I always feel like I'm a hockey fan waiting to happen. You I just, are. You really are. It is. They, like, they stand and fight, and the, the referees let it happen. Uh-huh. That's a gentleman's sport. That's fucking cool, man. That's a badass. There's sport. blood on the ice, and yeah. all these kids—they're like 19, yeah. have no teeth. No, it's rad. Yeah, it's a tough man. The fact that they have enforcers—that's what you do. You right. just go fuck people up. Yep. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Enough about that. <laughs> Baseball, football, America, sports, sports. Over the course of the decades and two world wars, the date was assigned to various days, finally being fixed to the second Monday in October by parliamentary decree in 1957 and has remained so ever since. Okay. So other than the differences I outlined at the beginning, taunting James, Canadian (laughs) Thanksgiving is also inherently a different scale of holiday north of the border. For Americans, Thanksgiving is one of the most important holidays of the year and one of the busiest travel weeks of the year. People travel far and wide to break bread with their families. But in Canada, it's a more casual holiday and many Canadians even opt to have Thanksgiving dinner on the weekend prior, Mm. allowing for an extra day before returning to work and keeping the celebration more low key. So they're not very thankful is what I'm hearing. Interesting. Some even (laughs) choose to skip it. Altogether, in favor of outdoor activities to take advantage of the beautiful fall weather before the winter of doom comes. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, I do understand that. Furthermore, it's not observed nationwide. It is an official statutory holiday throughout Canada, but not in New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, and Prince Edward Island. They just they just say nah. Huh. Hmm. Nationwide, employers aren't required to pay their employees for the day off. Mm. So all the more reason for families to celebrate it the day before or not at all. What about the French provinces? Is it province? Province. What about yeah. those areas? Are they about it? Like Quebec? and Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Also another reason for why I hate Canada. Because of the French? I mean, yeah. And that there's French-Canadian... <laughs> Like, they're French, but they're not. They're French, but they're Canadian. They're, like, North American French. Pick one. I love that as he starts to rant, Ash and I just look at each other. Like, like what? where's he going with What this? do I do when I go to Canada? Sometimes it's in French. Sometimes it's not. Huh? Well, I mean, it's kind of like Ireland. 
Or America. Or America. <laughs> or pretty much anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this has been my shitty history paper on thank- on Canadian Thanksgiving. I wow. loved it. I used to manage a guy for like seven hours, and he was Canadian, unfortunately. And <laughs> God rest his soul. <laughs> he once told me about the, the Canadian Thanksgiving, and I was so confused because he was confused. <laughs> this is what pisses me off about these people. He also had no idea really how to explain it he was like yeah i mean we have like a canadian thanksgiving it's a different day than you guys it's very similar but kind of different and then we also a lot of canadians because we're very influenced by american culture also recognize thanksgiving the the same day Mm -hmm. so they just have two so they all, all yeah he's like i grew up having two a lot of friends will do like you know, we'll watch NFL and do American style Thanksgiving and then we'll go to like my very Canadian, you know, in-laws or whatever up north and we'll do the Canadian Thanksgiving. You remember my friend Carrie? Yeah. She married a Canadian guy God living here. Okay, good. And good they had a kid and then they moved to Nova Scotia ah, to be near his family. Up. No, dude, she has the most beautiful farmhouse and she's got chickens and a dahlia farm, and she's living her best homesteading life. I mean, not for me. Sure. But they're very, very happy, and Nova Scotia is beautiful. Until the government rounds you up. What? You don't have a constitution. (laughs) 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 Well, my sources were mclean's.ca, because it's Canada. Uh Uh-huh. CNN, The Star, Salon.com, The Kitchen, and The Canadian Encyclopedia. As always, you you did a good job, and we appreciate it. Thanks. And now James knows more and is more angry. Yeah. Yeah. What's your takeaway? Okay, one positive I'll give to Canada is that they have a lot of Scottish immigrants. I will say that there's a pretty strong Scottish thing there. There's a lot of, like... McCloyds and you know like our name Macmillan a lot of Mac sounds there yeah so that's yeah. pretty cool that's that's all you're giving that's Canada it. that's what they get it's beautiful um okay okay let's let's really check. I'm not no it's really beautiful. you don't have to you don't have to suck up okay I won't if I don't have to <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to take a trip to Canada I was watching a World War II you documentary. You get beat once. up the minute you get off the airplane. Dude, the only time I've been to Canada was a terrible day. We played Vancouver City, the city of Vancouver, uh-huh. and uh, got robbed. Obviously. Oh. All of our hubcaps were stolen. So when we came back to the band van, it, all, it was just fucked. We're like, this is great. Heroin well, no addicts everywhere. wonder you hate Canada. And then we sort of left. Imagine coming to the U.S. The border was such a pain in the ass. James, imagine this. You've never been to the U.S. You have no idea what it's like. Yeah. And you land in Portland today. This is what happened. You would hate the whole country. This is what happened to Tom's Korean wife. She had never been to the United States before. They were getting married. They flew into Dallas Fort Worth Airport. Worst airport ever. And then got they got stuck there, and he's too cheap to get a hotel, so Made they just hung at the out at the airport. 
And she was just like, what is this? I don't speak English. <laughs> People line dancing and stuff at the front, because that's what happens at the Dallas airport. Lordy, lordy. Yeah, she's like, oh my God, it's all real. This is They're America? just cowboys. And... <laughs> I was thinking about that. Every time I go to Las Vegas, so many foreigners will come to Vegas, and that's the first thing they see. Uh-huh. I mean, that is a wild first impression of America. Yeah, no <laughs> like, kidding. Just capitalism run amok. Just crazy overabundance and indulgence and sin it's just crazy there i mean that was almighty. like when lauren's uh boyfriend from ex-boyfriend now but yeah. marco when he came to visit from italy yeah was portland the first place yeah well he had been to the u.s before but it was i think he went to la with his family when he was really little okay and didn't really remember it very well right but yeah the first thing we did was we took him for burgers and fries and he was yeah. just kind of like, so this is America. So this is America, <laughs> it's like, huh? yeah, yeah, that's yep. it. Yep. <laughs> and then he wow. ate a burger every single time we went anywhere the entire time he was here. Yeah. He also was obsessed with Oreos. I just find, I okay, my takeaway is that I will just continuously find it fascinating that they're, that, <laughs> I know I'm always joking, but I genuinely mean this. I, I find it interesting that Canada exists. <laughs> it's, like, it's just wild to me that in North America, there's two countries. Mm-hmm. There's three countries. There's three. Well, what what's the third? Mexico. That's North America? Mm-hmm. I think it's more Central America, though. I think it's part of North America. I think Central America begins just south of the border. Okay. All right. I actually don't know now. Actually, I think uh, I was right. I was thinking U.S. Canada was North America. I think that's technically. I don't know. It doesn't matter. You, even if we give it, she's looking it up. Yeah. Yeah, North America. Is it considered North America? Huh. Oh, did not know that. Okay. It's been a while since that's we actually, did geography. That's even more to my point. Mexico makes sense to me. That's I can wrap my head around that. That's a long, that's a humongous country with tons of uh, Canada. Okay, so there's actually seven countries in North America. <gasps> really? Listen. Whoa. In order I of can't population. Possibly be right. United States, Mexico, Canada, Guatemala, Haiti, Dominican oh. Republic, and Cuba. Oh, oh right. This of course. Is bullshit. Yeah. Okay. I think if you were asked the average person, Sarah yeah. and I would probably be more accurate. James, Canada <laughs> re- represents yeah. <laughs> 6.4% of the population of North America. That's it. 6%. See, See my point? Wow. Now look up the land compared to people in Canada. It's wild. It's not usable land. A lot of it is really not livable. Even more my point. It's just land. It didn't do anything wrong. No, it didn't do anything (laughs) wrong. But like, you know. But you're flabbergasted that it exists. I just think we should have like 60 states. Let's just take over Vancouver. James. No. Ottawa. Whatever no, names don't are. you just want everything to be one, one thing? Just no, I want the, I want what should be America, America. That, <laughs> that would make sense. North of Mexico, that's all one country. Okay. 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 You also think that Hawaii should not be America. I definitely think it should not be. And also Alaska. This, I this is definitely thing. agree with Hawaii. What? Yeah. Hawaii. Well, that's like Alaska is not connected in any way either. Yeah. So, at all. yeah. It should be Canada. Canada. It should be Canada. Which should be America. So, therefore, yeah. it should. Oh, okay. 
or Russia. I mean, some of Alaska, you can see, literally see Russia. That's the Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see my house from here. Uh, well, you know, I guess Sarah Palin and I have a lot in common. You yeah. do. You do. We just shit on Canada. <laughs> you wear the same size shoes. Yeah. I probably do. Well, <laughs> we should probably recommend some stuff. Yeah, let's oh, do it. Oh, gosh. Let's do it. Instead of the geography lesson that... Yeah. James and I don't know anything about, apparently. <laughs> oh. um, well, hey. Hey. It is still spooky season in my world. Hell yeah. In this, in this current world of mine. Two days left. Um, Thank you very much. My friend Kayla recommended a show that sounded really dumb. Okay. And I was like, huh, I don't know about that. And then I looked it up and it gets pretty decent reviews. And I was like, let's give it a whirl. Mm-hmm. It's called Wolf Like Me. Okay. And it is, uh, I'll just read the thing from IMDb or whatever. It says, widower Gary lives in suburban South Australia with his 11-year-old daughter, Emma, both struggling to connect. One day, Gary and Emma's car is hit by Mary, a stranger who helps Emma after she suffers a panic attack. Surprised, Gary and Mary go on a date that ends with Mary racing out the door. After Gary discovers Mary's secret, their connection deepens with some uncertainty, but maybe they'll find everything they've been searching for. Mm-hmm. It's called Wolf Like Me. Uh, it's from 2022. There's two seasons. I wonder what it's, the secret is with that name. Yep. Well, you can guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, it's, I'm pretty uh, sure I know. Strangely enough, the cast, it didn't make sense. When I saw who plays the people, I was like, I don't know how this is going to work. Yeah. Isla Fisher and Josh Gad. Yeah. Oh. And she's huh. she's an interesting choice for it, for sure. But Love he is Gad. far more interesting a choice for this role. He's great. He is great. Um, but the daughter is outstanding. I mean, from the jump, she is so good in this. Did you watch it on Peacock? I did. Okay. So I have watched the first season so far, and I plan to watch the second season this weekend okay love it yeah it's great it's really and when i say weekend i mean my days off which is not actually on the weekend so i don't know (laughs) yeah awesome (laughs) check it out man sounds spooky and ooky and fun she said something about it being um directed by the same people that did uh what's it called um white lotus oh really but i didn't actually look into that so i don't know if that's true Oh, interesting. Because I love White Lotus. Yeah. That was like one of the coolest shows in a long time. It's definitely different, but you can kind of see if that's true, that there's definitely like some Some influence. vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I'll check that out. Hell yeah. Wolf like me. Wolf like me. Wolf like me. Wolf like me. Which I- wolf like you. When I got home to search for it, I searched, I said into my remote, (laughs) Alexa, find- uh, like a wolf. <laughs> and she said, I, I, I don't, I don't have that or something, but yeah. here are some suggestions. And of course, Hungry that, like that was the first suggestion, oh, but there were like, a lot of other ones that were really right. not right. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Um, I have two suggestions or recommendations rather. 
The first is a movie that we just saw in the theater, the new Martin Scorsese movie. It is a three and a half hour movie. I will Ooh, warn you. It's a three and a half hour romp. Yeah, it's a tough sit. Long sit. Uh, amazing movie. Really, really worth the three and a half hours, to say the least. And it, it doesn't feel like that because there's just so, it's so thick with plot and story. It's called Killers of the Flower Moon. If you're unfamiliar with it, it's based off the true story of the Osage Nation in, where is that? Uh, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. I think. Oklahoma. And it's at the turn of the century, like the 1920s. So the Sa- the Osage Nation, like a lot of native tribes, were kicked off their homeland, sent to a reservation in Oklahoma. You know, all that trauma. And then we pick up in the 1920s where... They, this nation d- found oil on their land. On this garbage land, they struck oil and land, became the most oil. wealthy people uh-huh. in like the world. They're per capita the richest people in the world in this time. Okay. So like past the Rockefellers, past anyone, these people were rich and they were living accordingly. Uh-huh. Really wealthy people. And white people were living or like their servants and driving them around. It was totally flipped. Really? But because... The U.S. government has repeatedly fucked natives over. They basically, I forget the name of the law, but there's a law where... It's like a conservancy. It's co- Yeah, it's conservancy. It's called like the competency test or something. Yeah. And basically, the native tribe of the Osage, Osage people had to take a test and prove competency to show that they were able to handle their money. I'm not making that up. And so, and basically, the more native you were, the less capable you were. Can we do this competency test for, like, some of our richest yeah, people right. today? I, no kidding. I know. <laughs> That's disgusting. It's it's horrible. And it's all real. It's all true. And obviously invited a lot of corruption. And, you know, wolf-like white men came in and took advantage of that situation. And it encouraged white men to marry into native families uh-huh. because if then you were in charge of the money right and you got passed down that money when they died uh-huh and then came the osage murders exactly is, this is all a true story so i'm not ruining anything in the movie right it's it's based off this man who uh so robert de niro's character is an old guy who's been in this area forever and uh-huh. he's a well-respected white man, but he's just fucking everyone over. Uh-huh. And Leonardo DiCaprio's character is also awful and comes in and plays a man who marries a, an Osage woman and then mysteriously her sister dies and then another sister dies and then another one dies. Her mom and dies. Then her mom dies. Yeah. And yeah, and then she's like repeatedly poisoned and she doesn't she thinks she's sick forever oh my god and they come to find out it had to do with her husband and robert de niro and so i'm it's, so angry the betrayal uh-huh. is just insane yeah it's a really interesting movie and when they wrote the script originally scorsese had it like a police procedural because that's how mm-hmm. the book is that's how the book is okay and so it, fo- it would have focused on uh what's his name jesse jesse plemons's character oh yeah he cut, he's in the movie. I love him. But like the second half of the movie. So he's not in it for a long time. 
he comes in as one of the FBI agents. By the way, this is how the FBI... The birth of the FBI. The birth of the FBI. Okay. This case. Yeah. Made a federal law enforcement agency. He comes in. He's the lead investigator. And that was what the story was supposed to be, was with his Leonardo, With Leonardo playing that character. Like, he's the star, yeah. and the, the star is this FBI man. And okay. so he, he communicated to Scorsese, and I, I'm really glad they did it this way, of like, there's no story there. We need to make it about the Osage people yeah. and their perspective. And and I'll play the bad guy. You Good know for what? him. And the, the cop is like a secondhand character in, in, the, in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. It is a fascinating story. And Scorsese worked with the Osage people and mm-hmm. employed a ton of them as actors or as in production. Yeah. Um, and got like their heavy input on they like, signed off everything. On it. That's great. Filmed on their land, used their actors. The one of the main uh, co-actor in the movie who plays Molly, it's her name. She's a, a native person as well. So yeah, she's not Osage. Not but Osage, she is, but yeah. Native. Anyway, incredible story. Definitely oh, check yeah. it out. And then and a then quick recommendation is the new Michael Flanagan show. Michael Flanagan did Midnight Mass. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other Haunting of Hill House. All the shows that we all here yes. love, like love, love. The new one is the fall of, fall of the House of Usher. Okay, I I saw something pop up for that, and it looks great. It's badass, dude. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Okay. It's great. Yeah. And where did you watch it? Netflix? Netflix. Great. We watched it in like two nights. Perfect. It's the same vibe. Yeah, if you like that, you'll like this. I wouldn't say it's like as, for me at least, just me talking, not as like emotional as the other ones hit me, uh-huh. like Midnight Mass and Haunting Hill. That'll it'll like make you cry. Yeah. And, it's this still there. Really interesting because it's, it's like, and it's all based on Edgar Allan Poe. Yes, poetry, and it's like a like Poe version of Succession. Oh, okay. Yes. yes, that is a perfect way to describe it. It's I love a really it. Really wealthy family, and their like structure, you know, wanting to receive their inheritance and things like that. The but, fall of the House of Usher. Mm-hmm. Okay. Incredible story. Cool. Yep, those are my two. I also have two recommendations. One is Killers of the Flower Moon, the book by David Gran. Mm-hmm. It is an audiobook. It is great. As a book book, it is great. If you're interested, check it out. It is very like engrossing. Mm-hmm. Um, my other recommendation is it is November at this point, and you're going to start seeing holiday shit everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you already have here for like a month <laughs> for yeah. some yep. reason. Pre-Halloween even. Um, I recommend... To buy a local wreath this year. Yes. From who? Well, I mean, if you're local, you can buy one from me. Yeah, so Bulklow Farms, my farm, will be making those pretty soon. Or you can go to her Etsy shop and buy one as well. No, I don't think I'll be selling them on Etsy. Oh, okay. Because they're fresh. Oh. So never local mind. um I would say just hit me up on Instagram, but I don't ever look there anymore. I'm the worst. So just email me at Disneyindependent at gmail.com. Um but even if you're not local Buy one, buy one where you are. Yeah. Um, those $10 shitty ones from Fred Meyer, they're cheap and easy, but and they're shitty. no good. They're you no should. good. Yeah. Or make one yourself. Here's the thing. If I can make them, you all can make them. They smell so good, too. And they're lovely. They're beautiful. Um, and the Animal Hero of the Week 
is this feral pig in Australia that drank oh, 18 yes. cans of beer, fought a cow, and then passed out under a tree. My kind of pig. I, I sent her this one. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Yay. From the post, it says, this bizarre event actually occurred a few years ago. It was reported that a feral pig stole 18 cans of beer left out by campers in Australia. After getting nice and drunk, the feral pig went through the garbage cans looking for a bite to soak up all the booze. <laughs> the pig then attempted to pick a fight with a cow. <laughs> According to a witness, quote, there were some other people camped right on the river and they saw him running around their vehicle being chased by a cow. <laughs> Get it, buddy. <laughs> How could you not love this pig? Yeah. Yeah. That's like your favorite animal. <laughs> we salute you, drunk yes. pig. Yeah. Amazing. And here is his picture. Oh, he's, oh, he's so huge. fat. <laughs> it's Benny. I love him. He's so fat. He's just chins and belly. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We did it. Happy Halloween again, and uh, we love you. Yeah. Thanks for listening to another episode of Disney Dependent. See, See you real, real soon. soon. Oh, 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 oh. That's almost ho, 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 and a creepy laugh. It's perfect. Bridges both of them. <laughs> love you, bye. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Disney Dependent. And you can send us an email at DisneyDependent at gmail.com. This podcast is produced by Producer Ash. The logo is by Ryan Hatch, and you can find him at WR Hatch on Instagram. The music is by Ryan Knowles, and you can find him at Ryan Allen Knowles on Instagram. This show is mixed and edited by Deanna Chapman. You can find Deanna at Deanna underscore Chapman. And this has been a Team Dynamite Goat production. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the show and we'll be back here next week. 